We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for April 26, 2009. And today we're going to start a new series. Uh, we're just going to title it Disney Exposed, as in Walt Disney. But we're going to be looking at the uh, the whole subject of Disney. And uh, this is going to be a pretty in-depth study. I don't know how many parts it's going to end up being, but I've been... I've had a lot of requests for a long time to do a study on this, and uh, hopefully this will will cover all or most of the bases regarding this, because it would be almost impossible to cover all the bases because there's so many things that Disney has put out, so many movies, so many cartoons and characters, and then they have their theme parks, and, and then their subsidiaries of movies. Um, there's just no way you can thoroughly cover it all unless you would want to do probably about a 30-part teaching. But we'll try to hit the uh, the main parts here, and some, some of this will be a hair bit redundant regarding, um, I did mention this in the recent teaching I did on uh, pedophilia, a little bit about Disney. Some of that we're going to recover, but again, that was probably only about five or ten minutes. Um, after I had touched on that, I had a lot of requests to do a dedicated study on Disney, and that, and that again, has been kind of an ongoing request for a number of, probably years at this point. So this is a, called the Disney Fact Sheet, and we're going to just be hitting the high points on this. And this is just a brief message from Thomas A. Carter. He's the president of Child... Care Action Project, Christian Analysis of American Culture, and I will make sure I post this PDF on the internet so you can go and access it, and uh, he says, I, I not only support the Disney boycott because of the homosexual and lesbian propensity of Disney, but for the apparent pro-arrogance, anti-Christian, and even anti-family and anti-parental authority trend of Disney. This page will be updated uh, with new information as I get it. And uh, again, that was the, the Thomas A. Cardner. He's the president of Child Care Action Project. So he, uh, what he did is he wrote, he, he posted a lot of the things off this internet, off this Disney fact sheet, and then he made some comments. And uh, that's what we're going to be going into now. The first fact regarding Disney, and this is from the Washington Times. October 8th, 1998, page A8, in which we see that, again, this is Washington Times, this wasn't some conservative uh, publication trying to expose Disney, this was just reporting facts. And from this article we see that Disney opposes the Internet Pornography Bill, the Child Online Protection Act, also uh, the it was abbreviated form was it was COLPA C O L P A, Child Online Protection Act, which would restrict child pornography material on the internet. Now Disney's ex they're opposing this bill. Well, what does that tell you then? That that means that they're basically saying no, we don't want to restrict child pornography on the internet. That by itself, I could stop the study right now. <laughs> I mean, and, and that would be enough reason to never go to Disney and to, to never go have anything to do with any of their theme parks or buy any of their movies. I mean, I think right there, that's enough. In fact, I'm just going to stop the teacher right now. Just kidding. Sorry. We're only four minutes into this. But seriously, that's, all, that's about all we need. Now, I'm going to give you way more than that. It's not me giving it to you. It's just factual documentation where we're going to be presenting here. The comment made by this uh, Thomas Cardner is that the Disney lobbyists tried to stop this much-needed bill. According to congressional sources, per Julia Duin of the Washington Post, Disney opposes the bill because it would prevent Disney from making adult movies online. Now, again, we're going to get into that in regard to their subsidiaries that, where they make pornography. But the bill passed the Senate with ease as an amendment to another bill, and it seems to have a little opposition in the House. Care to guess who opposed the bill in addition to Disney? Well, since you asked, I'll tell you. America Online opposed it, Microsoft, 
and the Motion Picture, Picture Associations of America. So, again, Microsoft, Bill Gates, one of the most evil people on the planet, put over a billion dollars into the um, World Health Organization, United Nations projects, in order to mass vaccinate the planet, which is just part of the depopulation scheme that we've talked about. America Online, uh, evil. I mean, look at America Online. Their symbol is essentially the all-knowing eye of Horus, or Lucifer. The pyramid with the the eye thing kind of in the middle. I don't ever advise anybody having America Online as their internet provider. Uh, they're evil, and they're and they, again they've been, they've been one of the big guys that have been around since the inception of the internet. Just like Microsoft, the bigger these companies are, the more wicked they become. It's just you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely, and the, and the bigger a company gets like this, generally speaking, the more corrupt they become and then the motion picture associations of america they they opposed it as well while the uh, m motion picture associations of america spokesman defended opposition to the bill microsoft was not available for comment no information regarding aol's opposition to the bill was given but i suspect you can guess why mr gates who's microsoft opposes the child pornography bill might this have something to do with his new age, humanist, enlightened, quote, enlightened distortion of the freedom of speech. And that's the whole, that's the whole argument that, you know, the child pornography guys, all these people that are, uh, these particularly men that support child pornography, they believe it's freedom of, a freedom of speech issue. And the reality is, is they're infringing unbelievably on the rights of little children and evidently, that right they don't care about. They only care about their own sick, perverted, twisted, warped, hell-bound desires to have sex with small children. Or prepubescent, or whatever they're, they're into. That's, you know, that's okay to infringe on their rights. But don't take away their right to freedom of speech. That's, that's how warped this argument becomes. The next fact about Disney. Disney recently bought Capital Cities ABC for $19 billion. $19 billion. You, can you imagine how much good $19 billion could do if it was put in the right hands? All the, the orphans and widows and afflicted, that could feed and help. And then you couple that with the gospel message... Wow, I mean, but it's just totally being used for Satan. So on March 19th, ABC aired the Dana Carvey Show program, which featured jokes and laughter about alcohol abuse and cocaine addiction. The same show had a skit called Under Five on the Comedy Central. Now evidently, this is the same network that Disney bought. This Under Five on Comedy Central, in which children made crude jokes, and resorted to name-calling. Also on the show, Carvey portrayed George Washington using cocaine and Ben Franklin in bed with another man. The same program had a cartoon skit entitled The Ambu... The Ambiguity Gay Duo, in which two Superman-style heroes are homosexual lovers and drive a supercar shaped like a male genitalia. Now, this is all on the, the network that, that Disney bought for $19 billion. Finally, a celebrity blooper spoof featured 17 uses for the F word that were bleeped out, of course, but the intent was clear. So, again, we're just looking, you know, this is just, we're just getting started here. Another fact. In June... 1996, Disney helped promote the 6th Annual Gay and Lesbian Day at Walt Disney World. Now, this is this is something they do every year. Uh, and they don't... The gays and lesbians know about it, but the people that are coming to the park on that day don't know about it. And many times they show up with their families, and uh, they've got this big gay and lesbian thing going on. And... Uh, in June 1996, Disney, and again, subsequent years after that, 
Disney helped to promote the 6th annual Gay and Lesbian Day at Walt Disney World. Disney has allowed the homosexual organizers to portray Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck as homosexual lovers. So in other words, they're probably walking around holding hands. And Minnie Mouse and Daisy Duck as lesbians. And there's all kind of lewd stuff. I put out emails on this before where, you know, you've got, you know, men with men making out, women with women making out, right in front of all the the kids, the, the families there that had no idea that this was the case. And they're doing all kind of lewd things in public. But that's okay. I mean, hey, when you've got 40% 40 that they'll admit to of the upper management of Disney being homosexual, what do you expect? You know, it's just pure wickedness. And why, if Disney was such a wholesome institution of America, would it so attract the most debased people on the planet? Homosexuals, lesbians, gays. That's who's attracted to Disney. We're going to be looking at that more. Another fact. Disney has extended company health benefits to live-in partners of homosexual employees. That was reported in the Orlando Sentinel, 10795, USA Today, Daily Variety. Now, pretty much everything we're going over today... Much of this is referenced, but I can't stop to read you every reference. But it will be up on the internet, so if you want to check it out. Another fact, Disney president Michael Eisner is quoted as saying he thinks 40% of Disney's 63,000 employees are homosexual. That's what they'll admit to. And that's just, of all their employees, 40%. Well, you talk about a defiled workforce. A reprobate workforce. Well, I mean, just go read Romans 1 to, to see what God thinks about men with men and women with women. And they're given over a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, is how the Bible puts it. And that means apt or fitting. And it's not right. That was uh, reported in the American Family Journal, 6 of 97. Another fact, Disney has the largest homosexual employee organization in the entertainment industry. So the entertainment industry is wicked, but of all the entertainment industry, they have the largest homosexual percentage of employees. Another thing, and I, again, I've already said enough for <laughs> for uh, hopefully any of you to ever ever even think about going back there buying any of their products, because when you do that, it's like the money's going straight to Satan. And I mean, that alone could bring chastisement on your life from God. Well, I didn't know it. Well, maybe it's like Hosea 4, 6, where you're being destroyed for lack of knowledge. You're, you're ignorant of Satan's devices. Like the Bible talks about. Lest we be ignorant, lest Satan get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. But if we are ignorant of his devices, he does get an advantage of us. 2 Corinthians 2, 11. That's why we do what we're doing. We're reproving the unfruitful works of darkness and having, attempting to have no fellowship with them. Reproving to be, is, is uh, part of the meaning is to make manifest, to shed light. And that's what we're doing regarding Disney. We're just pointing out facts. They're not that hard to find. You know, this is stuff they've admitted to or have been in major publications. And, and again, we're only getting started here. There, there's, it gets worse, way worse. Disney, there's another fact, helped to underwrite the 1993 Hollywood benefit for the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force. That was reported in the Press Enterprise 22893. Another fact, Disney advertised in Out magazine. That's a homosexual magazine. Out. You know why they call it Out? Because they're coming out of the closet. That's a clever little... You know, they've got their whole little code system set up, homosexuals do. Ways that they communicate with one another. And that's, uh, they advertise there in 2 of 94. Who knows how many times since, but. Another fact, Tom Schumacher, who is a Disney vice president of, of the feature animation, of feature animation, is an open homosexual who takes his, quote, husband to executive retreats. Well, he's just one of them thousands I, he's just maybe a little more out of the closet 
than some of the others. In an interview with the homosexual publication The Advocate, Schumacher said, quote, there are a lot of gay people at Disney at entry at every level, and it is very it is a very supportive environment. Another fact, according to monitoring by American Family Association, Disney has been one of the top sponsors of pro-homosexual TV programming. Just like we reported from weeks ago in PepsiCo. And they don't just make Pepsi, they make a lot of things. But PepsiCo, how they're just so rabidly pro-homosexual now. And again, the bigger a company gets, the more likely that's going to happen. Another fact, Disney hired Victor Salva, a convicted child molester, to direct its movie Powder. Now, I reported a little bit on this before, and what a weird movie that Powder was. I mean, I, I saw it a long time ago, I uh, believe before I was saved, and just a strange, really strange movie. Now, this Disney hired Victor Salva, who is a convicted child molester. He was the movie director for Powder. When Salva's victim, or at least one of his victims, whose name is Nathan Winters, who at the time was 20 years old then, or, or after, I mean, he wasn't that age when he got molested, but after, Nathan Winters publicized this hiring by Disney. Some of the police officers who investigated the 1987 molestation were incredulous that Salva was working again as a movie director. Officer Gary Primavera said, it just blows me away that he was a director. And then one Disney official, John Dreyer, refused to respond to Nathan Winter's demand that Disney fire Salva, saying, what's the point other than that you want to make headlines? So, in other words, he's accusing the... The, the man at this point who was molested by Victor Salva, you just want to make headlines, you know. This is water under the bridge. What are you, what are you complaining about? That was reported in the Washington Times, 10-25-95. That was the date it was reported. Here's another fact. In May of 1995, the issue of Buzz magazine, B-U-Z-Z, Contributing editor Stephen Gaines reports that a homosexual rights advocate, activist, said that she was once told by Disney chairman Michael Eisner that as many as 40% of the company's 63,000 employees might be gay. Thomas Schumacher, an open homosexual and one of the guiding lights behind Disney's billion-dollar hit The Lion King, added, There are a lot of gay people here at every level. And again, we've just reported on this. This is a summary. Um... This Buzz magazine is described as a magazine which provides readers with perspective on personalities, politics, culture, and commerce of Los Angeles, California. The cover story is entitled, Disney Comes Out of the Closet. Also reported, this also reported that Disney has the largest lesbian and gay employee organization in the entertainment industry, and that the perception of Disney as having many homosexual employees is well-founded. Quote, well-founded. They're not trying to hide this. And yet, so many Christians would flock there to take their kids, saying it's wholesome, good entertainment. In addition, Schumacher, in addition to Schumacher, Buzz names prominent, openly homosexual Disney executives, some of which are production vice president Lauren Lloyd of Disney's Hollywood Pictures, studio producer Lawrence Mark, supervising animator Andreas Deja. The man responsible for the character of Gaston in Beauty and the Beast, senior vice president as, at Disney's interactive division, Stephen Fields, uh, Rick Lead, who leads the production company that produces the television sitcom Home Improvement, uh, Disney training coordinator Jimmy Zier said that Disney's Epcot Center in Orlando, Florida, at the Epcot Center, gays outnumber the straights at the Futureland operations. So the gays are actually starting to outnumber the straights in particularly in particular parts of Disney World. And there's nothing in the closet at, at guest relations. That's reported on Buzz Magazine 5 of 95. It, you know, it really allows a gay or a lesbian to have a perfect cover 
They can go there and work there and have a sense of legitimacy and even a sense of wholesomeness. Look at me, I'm working for Walt Disney. How much? And then inwardly, they're ravening wolves in, in full, full of all types of perverse behavior and malignity. Uh, but it allows them that nice candy-coated veneer in this fantasy world, which is what Disney is all about, isn't it? It's just taking you to some kind of fantasy world. A fantasy world that has no basis in reality at all. I mean, the Bible says to be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Well, this type of environment, you just let your guard down, where a kid can be a kid, where a gay can be a gay and a lesbian can be a lesbian, is what they should say. And still feel like, and there's no conviction of sin at Disney. It's all good. It's all a lie is what it is. I believe in God's eyes, places like Disney are some of the largest abominations on the planet. Just for the things I've cited. And we again, we've hardly started to scratch the surface. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's just, it's unbelievable. Here's another fact. Disney owned Miramax, because they own a lot of other things. Miramax, I believe, Studios, released the homosexual movie, quote, Lie Down with Dogs. That was reported in Daily Variety, 5-16-95. Another fact. Chicks in White Satin, which is Hollywood Pictures, is a film about a lesbian couple who decide on a semi-traditional, quote, commitment celebration. So this is another um, movie they own the rights to, Chicks in White Satin. That was reported in Glamour Magazine, 8-9-94. Another fact. Color of Night, another Hollywood Pictures, uh, Disney must own Hollywood Pictures, Shows co-stars Bruce Willis and Jane March intertwined in numerous sex scenes featuring full frontal nudity. That was reported in Entertainment Weekly, 61094, so on. Another fact, The Advocate, another movie, which was produced by Miramax, is filled with nudity. The movie is rated NC-17, which was formerly the X rating. I didn't know that. Because you know they used to have X and then triple X? Well, they've... Candy coated the X rating now, and it's called NC-17. Uh, but then on appeal, and after cutting out a 12-second sex scene, it was given an R rating. So they cut out this 12-second sex scene, and they were able to get it lowered to R. That was reported by Daily Variety, 81794. Another movie named Clerks. By This was by Miramax is a black-and-white film about a New Jersey convenience store clerks. It originally was rated at NC-17, which was the X rating, but because of graphic and sexually explicit language, because graphic and sexually explicit language is woven throughout the film, on an appeal, though, it was given an R rating. Another fact. Kids. The movie called Kids, uh, which is by Miramax Films, was described by Variety Magazine as one of the most controversial... America movies ever made. According to Newsweek, the film, quote, follows a number of barely pubescent-looking boys and girls around New York City as they smoke pot, bait gays, meaning I think they're doing things to bait gays into whatever, um, so that they can play tricks on them or whatever. And then they beat a black man and they engage in graphic sex. And this is about a barely pubescent boys and girls around New York City. This is what they're doing. Under pressure, Disney formed an independent company to market and distribute this child pornographic movie. Because essentially that's what it was. So Disney, what they had to do is they weren't going to stop their perversity. They just hired an independent company to market and distribute the film so that it, the spotlight wouldn't be directly on Disney. Sounds like a wholesome move to me. You know, obviously I'm being sarcastic. That was reported, what I just said was reported by Daily Variety, Newsweek, Wall Street Journal, and the Associated Press. And all the dates are here as well, on the days that this was reported. So if some of the people that are out there are just in absolute, total, abject horror and shock, this is all referenced, what we're talking about here. Particularly initially. 
Here's another fact. Disney signed Martin Scorsese, the director of the blasphemous Last Temptation of Christ. He signed, they, Disney signed him to a four-year contract. Another fact. Disney hired avowed lesbian Lauren Lloyd for the specific purpose of developing female and lesbian movies. Out magazine, which we mentioned earlier, the homosexual magazine, praised Disney. They said, quote, like it or not, lesbians are not yet chic entertainment attractions for a lot of America. With Lloyd and Disney on our side, though anything is possible. See, they've always got to, they've always, the, the things that lesbians and gays so much want is acceptance. They want to shove their perverse lifestyle down our throats, and if you don't like it, well then you've just committed a hate crime. In fact, what I just said by them would be classified probably as a hate crime. It's okay for them to go nuts and call a Christian and mock Christianity and blaspheme Jesus Christ and Father God and the Holy Spirit. They, they can do all that. All that. That's okay for them. They can physically attack us and do whatever they want to do, spit on Christians and, and do all this unbelievably horrific behavior. That's okay. But if we dare speak anything against them or oppose any of their perverse, warped, disgusting, straight-from-the-pit-of-hell legislation, you know, they absolutely come unglued. And their true colors are coming, becoming more and more and more apparent. Just like it was in the days of Lot. Which Jesus said, as it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. He also said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming... Well, you, you've heard me quote about Noah a lot. And what was going on in those days? Well, only the Bible said that God repented that he had even made man. Because man's thoughts were only evil continually. That's what it says in Genesis 6. And then we go to the days of Lot, obviously Sodom and Gomorrah. That's the logical conclusion. This is what's coming for this world and for America. The more you let the gays gain toe holds and then foot holds and then leg holds and then whatever, the more you let them get into society the more that they will seek to take over and the more rapidly they will try to push their perverse agenda down your throat and the more they will try to intimidate you. That's why we're supposed to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints according to the book of Jude. Earnestly contend means to fight for the faith. And I don't mean taking you know ball bats and stuff, stuff like that. But I'm saying going out and actually fighting to protect the word of God. Quoting scripture, getting on your knees in prayer, this types of things, praying and fasting. Remember, the Bible says we battle not against flesh and blood, but against princes and principalities and rulers of wickedness in high places. Princes and powers. Well, okay. That battle is primarily waged on your knees. And when the opportunity arises, quoting scripture, uh, telling people what the word of God says, again, praying and fasting, and that's why the Bible says to put on the full armor of God. Because our battle is a spiritual battle against spiritually unseen forces. These people are demon-possessed. To get to the level of where you're a practicing homosexual and lesbian, I believe they're all demon-possessed. Every one of them at that level. And then, you know, it only degrades from there when you get into pedophilia. And it's no marvel that 30% of all pedophiles also have a homosexual bent or bisexual. It's really the same, it's just more perversity. Why is that? Because they're already demon-possessed to begin with. So then the other 30% that are already pedophiles, they're already halfway there because they're homosexual as it was. You understand it allows the demons to enter in and, and, and to infest them. So, But our battle is not so much against the person, the flesh and blood, but against the demons and devils and fallen angels that emanate and operate through these people that are essentially conduits for Satan walking around on this planet. Gays and lesbians and pedophiles being the worst of the worst. I mean, if you look in the Bible, that's always the end result of the worst of the worst sin. Child sacrifice and homosexuality, sodomy in society is all, would always bring about God's most severest judgment. 
And that's what we've been talking about for the last, you know, we, we had the, the study on um, pedophilia. Now, I'm going to, actually, it'll already be posted. People were asking me why I didn't post parts five and six of the pedophilia study. I told them, I said, I want to give my listeners a break. I put up the Twilight study. Of course, that was pretty horrific, too. But the pedophilia study is so horrific that I wanted to give them a little break in between. So, anyway, by the time you're hearing this, it'll already be posted, though. I'm kind of losing track of of everything, um, what I've got up there right now. So, if we go further, let's see here, what did we leave off here? Uh, here's the next fact. Disney considers buying the movie Ripe, R-I-P-E, which is about deflowering of 14-year-old twins. That was reported in Newsweek. 2-12-96. One of the items on the homosexual agenda is to lower the age of consent. Absolutely. You go into all these countries where, uh, like Belgium and Amsterdam and, and those types of places, particularly where things are more out in the open, or even more wicked than they are here in America, you'll constantly see the pedophiles trying to get the age of consent lowered. Uh, so this movie, Ripe, is about early pubescent sexual awakening. Is yet another attempt to do that using the same technique advertisers use, to saturate the market with reception, with, with repetition. In other words, if you see it enough, it'll just become accepted. The entertainment media, including including Disney, does the same with material to encourage lowering the threshold of acceptability. Another fact. Disney hired Kevin Smith to produce two movies. The movies were, one, Dogma, which attacks Christianity on asserting that Christian beliefs are little more than Christian mythology. Now, isn't that what we're seeing everywhere lately? With the History Channel, the Discovery Channel, and we got the Zeitgeist, we got the Zeitgeist Addendum... And we've got, you know, The Lost Tomb of Jesus, and that movie Bloodline. Now, I have done separate studies on every single thing I've just mentioned. You want to know about Zeitgeist? Just key in part of the word on my homepage, and you'll find it. You want to know more about um, the Bloodline movie, A Lost Tomb of Jesus? Just key in part of that on the search box on my homepage on Sermon Audio, and you'll find it. So, the second movie that was produced, Disney produced this Kevin Smith to produce, is called Chasing Amy, which is an account of a man's pursuit of a lesbian. That's a pretty self-defeating thing there. A man pursuing a lesbian. Uh, okay. Um, daily. That was reported in Daily Variety 11395. Here's another fact. Pulp Fiction. By Miramax is a seedy, hyper-violent movie starring John Travolta. Uh, it had an NC-17 rating before editing it gave it an R rating. Entertainment Weekly reported that in Daily Variety. That is one sick movie, Pulp Fiction. Well, that was produced by Miramax, a Disney subsidiary. I Meaning Disney owns it. They've just got other companies that are fronts. It would be like having a, a really wicked venture and you have front companies to own it so that the big guy in the back is never seen or is, you know... The, and again, the, me, the media is going to protect them as well. Another fact. In 1994, the movie Santa Claus, The Santa Claus, they should be called The Satan Claus, was The Santa Claus. Um, the number of actual phone sex line, a number of an actual phone sex line appears in the film aimed at children and families. That was reported by Associated Press, 5196. So they're actually in the movie, there was a phone sex line that actually appeared in the movie. And it was a real one. You could actually, so, it, you know. Here's another fact. The Little Mermaid, in The Little Mermaid, a scene depicts a priest becoming noticeably aroused while presiding over a wedding. Also, the castle spire on the jacket of the VHS video that this movie comes in 
strongly resembles a male phallus. Now, I have seen this jacket before with my own eyes. And it does. It looks like a male phallus. It looks like a sex toy, is what it looks like, essentially. Like what you would envision that. Not only does The Little Mermaid contain the above sexual material, it is replete with arrogance, individual supremacy, and the, quote, it ain't good enough no matter what it is attitude. Now, what they did is they changed the jacket cover after there were so many complaints. But if you had one, like one of the earlier Little Mermaids, which I don't advise, and what is a mermaid? A a mermaid is essentially like a Nephilim, demonic-like creature. Half-human, half whatever, fish, seal, I don't know. It's like, you know, they were like the sirens that that they talked about in the sea to lure men to their death. Well, again, a mermaid is along those lines. So, I mean, again, that's not even discussed. But that's that's pure witchcraft. That's, That's a Nephilim hybrid creature, which as it was in the days of Noah which is what we had a lot of then. Here's another fact. In Pocahontas, Disney censored out the historical fact that the heroine in the story converted from paganism to Christianity. Many people don't realize that Disney's version of Pocahontas is actually anti-Christian. In a warm and heroic theme, it it promotes pantheism, the worship of Earth as God. Another fact, actors Ernie Sabala and Nathan Lane said in the New York Times interview that the characters they played, Timon the meerkat and Pumbaa the warthog in The Lion King are, quote, the first homosexual Disney characters ever ever to come to screen. End of quote. That was reported by the New York Times, 61294. They openly admit that these are the actual actors that played Timon and Pumbaa in the show. Another fact. Hyperion Press, which is another Disney-owned subsidiary, has published, quote, Letting It All Hang Out, the autobiography of RuPaul, a well-known drag queen transvestite entertainer. Remember that guy? That big, gigantic black guy that, that, that would come out there dressed like a woman and talking like a woman? RuPaul, oh, what a nightmare. But, you know, hey, Disney, the Cypernian Press, they published, uh, which is a Disney subsidiary, published his autobiography. Here's another fact. Hypernian Press also published, quote, Growing Up Gay, written by three homosexual comedians... The book is aimed at, quote, gay youngsters who were bred by homosexuals. Gay youngsters who were bred by homosexuals? What does that imply? That implies that the heterosexuals are are blame, are to blame for breeding these homosexuals into existence. In other words, they created them. How is that possible? Actually, it's the exact opposite, because homosexuality begets homosexuality. It is a well-known, established fact that people that are homosexuals were typically molested by a same-sex, a very, very high percentage of them were molested sexually by a same-sex partner at a very early age, or sometime in their formative years. And they, be, they turn on homosexual. Wow, I wonder why. Well, let me tell you why. Because it was a curse, it was a demon, very strong demons, that were passed to them through the sexual act. That's why the Bible talks about fleeing fornication, because there's no other type of sin that so defiles your temple. As a born-again Christian, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit lives inside us. As a born-again Christian, if we, if a person sodomizes, sexually abuses someone at an early age, they're imparting demons into that person. I know that may not be fair, okay, from our eyes, but that happens all the time. It's very, very, very common, okay? And particularly during the formative years, you know, that's going to really mess somebody up. 
well-known fact that most homosexuals were abused by same-sex partner at a very early age. So when they say gay youngsters who are bred by heterosexuals, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's the opposite way around. It's like the pot calling the kettle black. So, action needed. Support the boycott of Disney with your purchasing power, letters, phone calls, influence. This is the end of this article. And then it says contact Walt Disney Company. Not that this is going to do any good. But at least they know. 500 South Buena Vista Street. Buena is spelled B-U-E-N-A. Vista, V-I-S-T-A. 500 South Buena Vista Street, Burbank, California, 91521. That's their address. And their telephone number is 818-560-1000. That's 818-560-1000. Please send copies of... Oh, to to this particular organization, the the one that I had talked about earlier, Child Care Action Project. You can send copies of your letters to them. We would... Be happy to aid you in our rapidly growing list of boycotters. Remember, everyone needs support, encouragement, and wisdom from other people. People united behind a common goal can achieve more than a single person can. Well, and the Bible talks about that a three-cord, three-strand cord is not easily broken. There's a lot of things in the Bible that allude to that, that one in Psalm 91, where it says one can put... A thousand to flight, yet two can put ten thousand to flight. Meaning the enemy, they're talking about putting to flight. So yes, you can you can accomplish more when uh, you're united, and that's a, a big reason why Satan wants to keep us divided, because he knows that we can accomplish more when we're united. The problem is, is people today, under the guise of pseudo Christianity, like you know Smiley Joel Osteen Church, you know you've got a lot of people there that would say they're Christians, but they're apostates. And they're under an apostate, corrupt head. And if the blind lead at the blind, they both fall into a ditch. And that's what's going on in most of Christendom that calls themselves that. And I'm not saying that because I think it better. I'm just saying it because it's just factual. You know, there's just no warning about what's what's coming. And and again, this is the reason for this ministry. Not the only one that's doing this, but uh, it's just a sad thing. So then their email address at this this is the um, this organization that's exposing this is cap c a p at capalert.com c a p a l e r t.com cap at capalert.com you can email them and then it's the child care action project post PO box 177 PO box 177 Granberry G R A N B-U-R-Y, Texas, 76048. That's 76048. That's their address. And um, anyway, that's that particular article. Now, here's we're going to go segue into the next article, which is Fritz Springmeier's research. Now, some of, I've, some of you may not agree with Fritz Springmeier. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, reading Fritz Springmeier's work today rings true with the research that I've I've done on so many levels. The the book Bloodlines of the Illuminati, where he gets into the, the thirteen families of the Illuminati and how things came to be the way that they are today. It rings true with my research. And I'm not saying that, you know, I am the purveyor of all knowledge and, and, and I am the gold standard by any stretch of the imagination, but out of the mouth of two or three witnesses a thing is established. And I've had a lot of confirmation of much of Fritz Springmeyer's work over the years. At my house, I probably have about six, seven handwritten letters from Fritz Springmeier from prison. Now, I haven't heard from Fritz in years. He's, who knows, he's probably dead. They probably killed him. Uh, I'm not saying Fritz Springmeier was perfect. But I'll tell you what, when I read those letters, I don't get, I can draw no other conclusion but that man was a born-again Christian. Okay? So, uh... A lot of people don't know I have those letters that he actually hand-wrote me from prison. And I wrote him back. Uh, I think he's got some of the most unbelievable research out there. I really do. Not to say again that I agree with every little iota of every single thing he's ever said. But, for the most part, 
a lot of what he says really rings true with a lot of other research that's out there. It also confirms a lot of other things and fills in a lot of missing gaps. And because of that, I believe this is the reason he was taken out of um, play. And I also would believe that Satan would devote a lot of his resources on a spiritual level to try to take him out as well. Because of what he was talking about. He was exposing the unfruitful works of darkness. And, and at a time when it wasn't done and the consequences were higher. Now, you could do what I'm doing in the, and uh, granted, I mean, I know dark days are coming, but they're so far advanced with their agenda right now, they don't really care like they do, like they did maybe 15, 20 years ago. When a lot of this exposing was just coming to pass. Their, their plan hadn't been advanced far enough. Now it has. So, this is entitled, One of the Greatest Deceptions of All Time, Disney. Uh, and again, there's a link you can go to to read this whole thing. I'm not going to be reading the whole thing. This is a... Oh my word. Just this one thing on Disney alone here. I don't know how many pages it is. It's It's a lot. He's got a whole reference at the end here, okay? Because a lot, I'm going to get into some stuff and you're going to be saying, oh, come on. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> He's got his sources at the end here. And it's, how many pages of just sources? I mean, top to bottom. Looks like about three pages. Yeah. Three solid pages of sources regarding what I'm going to be reading you. Okay? Um, I don't have time to go through all these, but it's three solid pages. So just bear that in mind as I'm reading this. Okay? This starts out by saying, For years I have heard many Americans say that something is terribly wrong in this country, and that things are going to pot, and yet Americans can't put their finger on exactly what is wrong. When I first began to receive reports from victims of the Illuminati mind control about Disney's involvement in their mind control, I kept an open ear. Now, all of a sudden, you may be saying, what are you talking about, mind control, this and that? Well, just reference Project M MK Ultra, okay, which is a proven thing that happened in our government. And you can go up on, even Wikipedia has a whole page on it. These, these documents have been declassified through this, uh, there were CIA documents that have been declassified. This happened, okay? It's not something that, you know, never happened. It's not something that's like a conspiracy theory. It did happen. What better front for evil could you have than something place like Disney? Because Disney is evil. Hopefully you've already proven that. But what better front could you have than a place like Disney where everybody's got their guard? Oh, nothing ever evil would happen there. Well, I don't think we even know the half of it. We don't... Or a tenth of it. Um... He goes on to say, when I first began to receive reports from victims of the Illuminati mind control about Disney's involvement in their mind control, I kept an open ear. But I wanted some tangible proof. In other words, he didn't just jump to conclusions. And again, when you look at the end of this article, there's three solid pages of references. I, if anybody's ever done their homework on things, Fritz Springmeier has. After investigating for myself... There is now no doubt in my mind that Disney, the man, the movies, and the entertainment parks have been a major contributor to the demise of America. A major contributor. Can you imagine that? The very, the very institution that was supposed to be a bastion of, you know, purity in America has actually been the very thing that has contributed a major demise to this country. Now, there's a lot of reasons the country's been in decline. All has to do with getting away from the Lord, really. Calling good evil and evil good. Isn't that what you're doing if you call Disney a puritanical? You're calling something evil good. The Bible says, woe unto them that do that. He goes on to say, while maintaining a very well-constructed front of wholesomeness. In this chapter, you will learn why Disney is one of the best deceptions of the Illuminati. The Illuminati being the 13 families that essentially control the earth. Again, the Lord Jesus Christ is on the throne. 
Okay, but the Bible does say that evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Second Timothy three thirteen. We're in the end times where they're giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. They're speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their consciences seared with a hot iron, according to First Timothy four one. The end time delusion is upon us, and this is a delusion that God is sending, according to Second Thessalonians chapter two. Why? Because that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth. Disney is a lie. This is just one more deception God's permitting to come. That they might be damned who receive not the love of the truth. Truth is really important. The Bible says, the, the Bible says, yeah, you'll hear people quote, oh, the truth will set you free. Even secular people quote that. But they don't quote the line before it where it says, where Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You have to continue in his word. So, going further, uh, in this chapter, okay, the, uh, this author has read a good portion of what is available to the public concerning Disney. The, uh, this expose is undoubtedly the deepest on Disney that has ever been done. Perhaps part of my motivation is that I am tired of Christians talking and acting like Disney stands for sainthood. Christians should either who should have known better are some of the ones who have swallowed hook, line, and sinker the enormous deception that entails Disney. So in other words, a lot of the people that call themselves Christians are some of the most deluded when it comes to this particular subject. They feed their children a steady diet of occultism and witchcraft because they have been programmed to think Disney as wholesomeness, of Disney as wholesomeness, and everything that is good about America. Occultism and witchcraft, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna really get into that too. Remember, the coming one world religion, the essence of it, it will be witchcraft. And Disney embeds occultism and witchcraft into almost every single thing they do. Why would that surprise you, considering what I just read? Many writers over the years have tried to expose Disney. Most have been stopped before they could even get their books published. Few, the few authors who have managed have faced vicious attacks on their character, integrity, and have faced enormous struggles against public relation campaigns paid for by the Disneys. The Disneys' power and the power behind them has frightened most people away from challenging them. But someone needs to speak up on behalf of their victims. Whether anyone listens or not, the victims will know that somebody cared enough to stand up and write the truth. Disney has not only left mind-control victims in its wake, but they have harassed landowners, stolen employees' ideas, and left all kinds of hurting victims in their path. Disney has risen to become the unquestionable largest media entertainment conglomerate in the world, and was ranked number 48 in the top 500 companies in the world by Forbes 500. I don't know where they're at now, but they were at 48 at that point. There are numerous Illuminati movies, restaurants, wineries, and other institutions that are today carrying out the same type of strict standards upon their employees that Walt Disney Studios maintained. They have this veneer. Like Jesus said, when he talked about the Pharisees and Sadducees, he says, you're like whitened sepulchers full of dead men's bones. A sepulcher is a tomb. See, on the outside, they look all nice and shiny and white and pristine. And on the inside, they're, they're ravening wolves and they're full of dead men's bones. They're, they're the walking dead. The only thing they have to look forward to is hell and the lake of fire. And that's nothing to look forward to. But that's how Disney is. It gives you this wonderful little veneer. And on the inward, it's just pure, it's just Satan is just laughing to his wicked heart's content regarding this subject. While Hollywood has immersed itself in moral filth from the very start, Walt Disney Studios had strict standards, though. And we're going to look at this, how Hollywood used Disney. It's actually uh, interesting how, what they, how they work this thing. While Hollywood... Um, let's see here. In the 1930s, Disney had a dress code that required men in ties, women in sober colored skirts... If a man looked lecherously at a woman at Walt Disney Studios, he risked being fired instantly. At one time, Walt was a shining example. 
example of the strictest legalism. Even during the 1950s, if an employee were caught saying anything considered a cuss word, such as even hell, they were instantly fired no matter who they were. Walt would not allow his male employees to have any facial hair, even though he himself sported a mustache. He never allowed employees to have alcohol at the studios, which might not be a noteworthy standard, except that Walt himself drank heavy, heavy amounts of alcohol in his private office at work for decades. It was well known. So Walt was one of those do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do guys. <laughs> okay? Um, initially, Walt was a very reluctant to have his young artists who were being trained by Dom Graham to draw live nude models, but reluctantly he did eventually give approval. And again, we're going to be going more into this. Again, the motive was not to serve God, but to make sure that Disney's reputation remained untarnished. They wanted this veneer. It was a fake veneer from the very inception, but they wanted this veneer of wholesomeness. With the power of the establishment behind Disney, Walt had nothing to worry about. Now remember, the power of the quote establishment behind Disney. Because they're the ones that put him where he was at. Okay, The devil takes care of his own. And that's, this is a classic example of the devil taking care of his own. This whole Walt Disney story. And you'll see that. Um, Walt had nothing to worry about. News about the new drawing classes and their detailed drawings never reached the light of day. Why? Because the media, which is bought and paid for by the establishment, made sure of that. Behind such strict fronts of legalistic morals, cleanliness, and soberness, you'll often find a lot of guilt in even high-level satanic ritual. It's the perfect front. It's well known in Satanism that the, the, like the dream job for a Satanist, if they're so willing to have it, is a, uh, is a um, pastor of a church or priest or one of those guys. Because you've got that whole false pseudo-veneer and, and you can ultimately end up defiling your congregation to a much greater extent than just like some other regular lukewarm pastor, you're actually setting yourself under a Satanist. If your pastor was a high-level occultist or Satanist, and if the head is sick, the whole body's going to be sick. And if you and of whom a man is overcome, the same he has brought into bondage. When we all get to heaven, I think we're going to be amazed at the amount of actual high-level occultists were at the head of the largest denominations on the planet, and at the head of many of these mega churches and a lot of other churches. What better place for Satan to infiltrate? I mean, who else? He's got the rest of the world. What, does he think he has to worry about the Hindus and the Buddhists? and the, They're already his. The only ones he really has to worry about are true born-again Christians. And if he can go in and defile the heads of those churches and get them to be submit themselves to the government, and have the government give them permission to be created through their 501c3 corporate status, even if that person was a born-again Christian, he still has them in bondage, mission accomplished, and they don't even see it. Why? Because the traditions of men have made the word of God of none effect. That's why. Well, my pastor did it. My cemetery told me to do it. I mean, my seminary told me to do it. What I'm trying to explain here is there's a lot of reasons you can look back at the last 130 years how a lot of things started to infiltrate it. We didn't have Walt Disney in the 1800s. We didn't have false Bible versions Prior to, eight, well, I'm not saying there were no, but I'm talking the major ones that we have today, all the hundreds of versions. Prior to 1881, we didn't have that revised version that came in and spawned all the other perversions that we have to this day. We didn't have that. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Well, the word of God is our foundation. If it's been corrupted, and that word is prominent in the churches, do you think it might affect that church? NIV Bible has 64,098 less words than the King James. It's almost 10% of the total text. Do you think that might maybe affect and leaven and corrupt that word? Not only that, there's you know thousands of changes as well. So, there's a lot of different reasons 
why the world has become so defiled. And a lot of it starts in the church, because the church is supposed to be salt and light. They're supposed to be the salt and light of the world. And if the salt and light, if the salt loses its savor, and if the light starts to dim and go dark, then Satan has, there's nothing else to stop Satan and his agenda. And the church, for the most part, in the last 130 years, would have been standing behind Disney because they put this facade and this veneer on of wholesomeness. Satan loves it. Yeah. Yeah, look at him. The church here, supporting uh, one of my greatest accomplishments of all time. Satan's, one of gra- Satan's greatest accomplishments of all time. The church is behind him, for the most part. So if we go back to this, um, let's see here. Behind the strict fronts of legalistic morals, cleanliness, and soberness, you will find lots of guilt in high-level satanic ritual. For instance, Hitler, who was, by the way, also a failed artist and who liked mechanical things more than people. I mean, Hitler at one point was actually hand-drawing greeting cards and going door-to-door trying to sell greeting cards that he, that he hand... I just saw that on a documentary of him the other day. He was a... Sometimes he's referred to as a failed house painter. Hitler didn't just do that by himself. It was the money that was behind Hitler and the power that was behind Hitler. Particularly in the group called I.G. Farben. Which was a incredibly powerful chemical conglomerate. It was the inception of our modern-day pharmaceutical industry. Pharmaceutical is where we get the root word for sorcery. Pharmakia. I did a whole study on pharmakia. Just key in pharma in the keyword search box, and you'll find it on my homepage. Sermon audio. So, going further, let's see here. Okay, so Hitler, who was, by the way, a failed artist and who liked mechanical things more than people, obsessively washed his hands many times a day out of, you know, hidden, uh, repressed guilt, evidently. And so did Walt Disney. Walt Disney was was an absolute habitual hand washer. Well, so did Pontius Pilate. He did the same thing regarding Jesus Christ, didn't he? The blood of this innocent man is not on my hands. He was trying to separate himself from that blood. He did give them an opportunity. He says, you know, do I give you Jesus or Barabbas? What what evil has this man done? Even, you know, but the Jews cried out, no, no, crucify him, crucify him, give us Barabbas, the murderer. Let his blood be upon us and our children. Now, I've done a whole teaching on that too, the biblical cause of Israel's affliction. And it's not anti-Semitic, it's just biblical. I have a biblical balance when it comes to dealing with the Jewish races. I don't I don't get like, you know, some people where they just condemn the Jews, God's done with the Jews, it's over, none of the prophecies apply to them at all, they're done. And I also don't get to like where John Hagee's at, where it's like the Jews can do no wrong, they can do whatever they want to do, they're above... Reproach. In fact, they don't even need to get saved the same way we do because they have this thing called ethnic salvation where they're just saved because they're Jews. Come on, let's have some biblical balance here. But again, that you can reference that teaching, the, the biblical cause of uh, Israel's affliction. And you can just type in any of those words I just said or part of one of the words and it'll you'll find it um, on the search box on my homepage. I probably should just start giving out my webpage, because I just get so many people emailing me still about what's your webpage, what's your webpage, and again, this is through Sermon Audio. Oh, also, um, I am going to be, right now, we've got the Christian Forum that's up, End Time Current Events Forum, (coughs) which is in the header to the newsletters I'll be sending out. You can see the End Time Christian Event Forum. You can go up there. A lot of times if you have a question, that might be the first place you want to go. I am so inundated right now with this ministry. I'm right in the middle of a move right now. I just, I hardly have any time. In fact, I could barely even do the study today. 
but you might want to go up to the forum and dialogue with some of the people on the forum. A lot of these are longtime listeners, and they can provide you to the right. They can point you to the right resource now. So now they've got this forum for all my listeners. They go up to and they can post. A lot of times, what's happening? They're, they're posting a lot of the stuff that I've put out. Not only the teachings, but also the newsletters and. You can go up there and dialogue and help one another out. Because I've had a lot of people say, well, what about, do you know of a church in this area? And I'm like, yeah, I know of hardly any churches in America, you know, that I can point people to. And But somebody up on the forum might know that. So um, that's something to think about. I'm also going to have a website that my good friend locally here, is going to be doing, and it's going to be unbelievable, this website. He's already shown me. I'm not going to give you the, the address yet because it's in the making, but he's already put in a ton of hours um, making this. And this is going to be a website where we're going to have all my, my teachings, the audios are going to be archived, as well as the newsletters. And hopefully um, what we can do is set it up in such a way where you can actually go to the website and key in the search, key in the word you're looking for, like Mormonism, and it'll show you everywhere where that occurs in the website. It's going to be amazing. Um, that is going to be um, up soon. And if you would like to donate to that website, um, if you send a donation, uh, and I do appreciate everyone that has sent in donations, it's made a tremendous impact, and particularly because I've, I'm not seeing any more new chiropractic patients. I'm really not even encouraging any more new patients because I just don't have time. Um, so I'm actually, um, at this point, your donations are very important that come in. If you would like to donate to this website for the production, because he's doing this for free, um, just designate it in the donation that you send in. And I'll make sure it gets to him. His name's Andrew. And uh, it's going to be an amazing website. It, it already is. Um, my actual website on Sermon Audio is www.sermonaudio.com. Sermonaudio.com, one word, forward slash dr, like Dr. Scott Johnson, just one word, dr. Scott Johnson, one word, S C O T T J O H N S O N. Uh, also, the man that has archived all my videos up on YouTube, Stephen, unfortunately the other day Sermon Audio came and said, we're going to have to ask you to take these down because you're using our name, Sermon Audio, and uh, so he has been forced to take uh, the 3,000 videos down, and he's going to be reposting them. I can't even imagine how frustrating that would be, but he's reposting them, and... Um, God bless him. He's um, doing all that work for at no charge as well. So it's uh, a lot of people are just kind of joining in now, I guess, in this battle to get out information and, and to uh, shed light on darkness. And that's just all happened in like the last month. A lot of the stuff that I just told you. It's just like the Lord's really, I think, wanting to get one last push of this information out. Potentially and possibly before the internet does get shut down, because I, I don't know how much time we have left on the internet. We might have years, we might have months. Hard to say. I know the internet has to be a thorn in their side. It just has to be. So I'm going to go ahead and start stop part one here, and we'll go to part two uh, next regarding Disney. God bless you.